This episode is brought to you by Cox Home Life. Cox helps make your home smarter. And now you can pull up your Home Life cameras on your TV with your Contour voice remote and some simple voice commands. To learn more, visit cox.com slash thisishome. This episode is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Introducing DirecTV Stream, the best of live TV and on demand, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. So whether you want to catch the game live or watch the latest blockbuster, they've got you covered. And there's no annual contract. DirecTV Stream. Get your TV together at directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet and compatible device. Content varies by package and location. Restrictions apply. Campbell, you're listening to Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about practical ways to elevate our lives. And by practical, I mean things that even I can do. And if I can do them, you can too. To live well, do good, and be happy. And today, we're talking a little more about habits. I've learned a lot about how to use habits to elevate our experience instead of limit our experience. It's something I've really been working on the last couple of years. I'm going to share with you some of what I've been up to and maybe it'll work for you too. What kind of habits do you have operating in your life? We're driven by them, right? Every action is really a response to a craving we're having, a problem we want to solve, a feeling we want to have. And so often we talk about how to get rid of bad habits, or we're punishing. We got to limit ourselves and get over these things that are holding us up or dragging us down from the life we want to have. Well, today we're going to take a different look at it. We're going to talk about adding to, about building in the habits that elevate our experience, that bring more of the things we want to life. Last week in episode 22 of Simply Said, we talked about the habit loop. Author Charles Duhigg writes a lot about that. He takes this angle. We have a feeling, a problem, a condition, a cue that generates a craving to help us resolve that. We crave the relief or we crave the solution. That generates a response and that response gives us a reward. And that is replicated over and over, often unconsciously, to form the habits that drive the actions in our life. Think about it. How many times you come home from work stressed out or exhausted from the day and you pour yourself a glass of wine without thinking whether you want a glass of wine or not? Right? Or you've eaten dinner and you're sitting on the couch watching your show and uh, it's dessert time. So you scoop out a big bowl of ice cream without thinking about whether you're even hungry. When I'm stressed out, I, I go to work. Or when I am feeling nervous, I bite my fingernails, an action that I rarely even think about, although that's a habit I've changed. In the olden days, in the olden days like 
a year ago, <laughs> I would do that without even realizing it was happening. The cue was stress or anxiety. The craving was relief. The response was to bite my nails. And within that fidgeting, there was some reward, some outlet for that restlessness. What we often talk about is how to deal with these bad habits, right? How to release them, how to get rid of bad habits to change our lives. And the reality is that we don't have to judge our habits as bad or good or right or wrong. They're simply behaviors that are often moving us forward or backward on autopilot without even our conscious realization. So what I'm interested in is, first of all, how can we be conscious? How can we become conscious to the habits that are really driving our lives? And how can we add in new ones that will elevate our experience? And this is something I've been thinking a lot about the last couple of years. A couple of years ago, I was really in a bad loop. I was tired all the time. I had more anxiety than I wanted. I was feeling like the quality of my work wasn't where I wanted it to be. I was impatient, more irritable at home. And it was pretty stagnant. Um, I wasn't moving a lot. My arthritis was flaring. I was very uncomfortable. I didn't want to exercise because I was in a lot of pain. And yet exercise is what I needed to take care of my mental and my physical health to some degree. And I was just really uncomfortable. And I realized that I needed, I wanted to get more activity in my life. I also wanted to lose some weight. And that's enough alarm bells all the way because how do we usually think of weight? We think of it, like I just said, in terms of loss, in terms of limitation, needing to cut back on calories, needing to give up pizza and beer and, and ice cream and the things we love. And so as I started thinking about these things, I began to get anxious. And what happens? Then that makes us want to eat or it cues us to relieve our stress in another way. And some of those things are positive, but some are also negative habits. So I became aware of this. I didn't do anything for quite a while. I started thinking about the habits that are defining my life. Many of them are good. I walk in the office in the morning and I am cued to go to work and I love my job, right? I'm cued at certain times of the day by needing to stretch to take the dog out or whatever it is. But many of them I also felt were limiting the things I wanted in my life, which was more energy, more engagement. I decided that I wanted to change these habits. Instead of waking up late after hitting the snooze bar over and over, I wanted to get up and I wanted to exercise. I wanted to feel more engaged in my life. I wanted to eat healthier foods. And I did it differently than I ever have before. And what I found is by creating new habits in my life, they edged out many of the things that I felt were holding me back. Again, our habits serve us often, but we can outgrow them. And so instead of looking at my habits as good or bad, I saw them as neutral drivers of my behavior. And I wanted to change my behavior, then it was important that I add in some different behaviors to do that. Okay. So the first thing I wanted to change is I wanted to go from being fairly inactive to being more active. 
And I knew that to make this happen, I had to create a cue because I, I don't love exercise. I don't even today. I've said this many times on the show. It's been a couple of years of very consistent exercise and it's, it's just not my thing. So I needed to, to not only cue myself to this behavior, but also create a reward in the habit loop, right? We talked about the cue, the craving, the response to satisfy that craving, and then the reward that gives us. And for most of us, the reward can't be out there. It's got to be someplace close and tangible because certainly exercise is going to improve my health, which could help me live longer. But thinking about living to be 95 years old wasn't the immediate reward that I was seeking. I wanted to think about it today. I wanted to get some benefit today. And because I have arthritis and because I don't love exercising, period, I knew the reward of the exercise alone was not going to be enough. So my reward was this. I love to listen to podcasts and I have very little time to do it. So I thought, okay, if I'm going to exercise my reward while I exercise is to listen to the podcasts that I enjoy so much and don't get much time to. So I made that a focal point. I picked out my podcast the night before, had it all queued up and ready to go to the gym. I also knew that in order for the habit to stick, it had to be very, very, very simple. It had to be fail safe. It had to become something almost immediately that I didn't have to think about. And usually that takes a long time for a habit to develop, right? But I needed to make it simple and quick out of the gate. So here's what I did. I put out my gym clothes the night before. I put them out in the order that I was putting them on. So I would lay my sweatpants out and on top of them, I would lay my t-shirt and then I would lay my workout bra and my socks and I would get up and before I even turned on the light, I would put on my gym clothes. It made it really simple. If the clothes were out, then I was going to work out. That was the other strategy I used, the if-then thinking. Because when we are forming a new habit, we encounter numerous obstacles and it's not easy. Habits take hold by repetitive action. If we're adding in something that's new, we're not familiar with it, it doesn't come naturally to us yet and therefore we are less likely to repeat it. So to create behaviors that I could replicate easily enough until they actually became a habit almost unconscious that would elevate my life, I had to go step by step. And the other way to do this is to create if-then strategies because we are going to face numerous obstacles and challenges to this habit, right? So if those challenges occur, then I will do this. So think about a new behavior you want to bring into your life repeatedly until it becomes a habit that elevates your experience. Then think about what you will do when you face obstacles. In my case with this particular habit loop, it was pretty obvious. I knew that when I woke up in the morning, which is when I decided I was going to exercise, I wouldn't want to go. 
I knew that every morning I there was no part of me that was going to want to go to the gym. So my if-then strategy was this. If I see my workout clothes on my dresser, then I go to the gym. The other part of this was if it is a weekday, then I go to the gym. So I didn't have to think about it. If I got up in the morning and my clothes were laying there, I just put them on. It became automatic and it became automatic very quickly. If it was a Monday or a Wednesday or a Thursday, then I would go to the gym. Became part of my daily behavior, which when repeated became a habit. The cue then became the clothes. The craving then became time alone to listen to the podcast. The response was to put on the clothes and get to the gym. And the reward was that time to listen to the podcast and learn. And also, by the end of it, I felt good that I'd done the hard thing. The benefits of exercise were slow in coming to me. You know, weight loss isn't a fast thing. It took me a while to get in shape and that time was really uncomfortable. I don't know if it's going to help me live longer or not, but it certainly isn't going to hurt. But there are daily rewards and one of them is knowing that I'm making a decision to do something healthy for my body. So if it's a Tuesday, you know I'll be at the gym. If my clothes are out on the dresser the night before, then I'll be working out. I created a supportive set of behaviors to help me create a habit loop that has elevated my life. And over the last couple of years that I've uh, stuck with it, when in the past I would have dropped it after a couple of weeks, it has helped me to feel so empowered and able really to make other positive changes. Again, I didn't cut anything out. I kept eating pizza. I didn't give up the other things I love to do. I just built in some other behaviors that ultimately gave me the mental and physical strength I wanted to engage in a deeper way with those other things that I love to do. I have more energy to be with my kid. I am more engaged at work. I feel more part of life because I am physically stronger and my pain has eased. So Think of the ways you can build a habit for yourself. What is it you want to add? What is the cue for you for that? The cue might be you're stiff and tired, or the cue might be that you're hungry, or the cue is that you're feeling worn out at work, and that might cue you to choose some behaviors to get a new job or go back to school. What is it you want to add to elevate your life? What is going on for you that you want to change because it's not working anymore? What does that make you want? Then what can you do to get it? What is the simplest, clearest, most accessible thing you are capable of doing right now to move you in the direction to satisfy that craving? And when you respond in that way, when you take that simple, clear step, What will you get in return? What will the reward be? And what will drive you to repeat this positive action until you can create the habits and the life you want, right? Again, look at the reward in the moment, not something five years from now or 10 years from now. I think goals are important and I think we can think in terms of where we want to be in the future, 
But what is the immediate reward now? What is the payoff for this choice now? Living from a place of limitation hasn't worked well for me. I feel tight and upset. But living from a place of all that is possible and then figuring out how to work toward those things, to get those feelings, how to feel good and connected and alive and excited and energized, that's prompted all kinds of good things for me. And that's helped me establish habit loops that support those good feelings and good things, right? I still don't love to exercise, but I sure love feeling better. And I sure love being a little thinner and more engaged in my life. Now, I don't even think about it. I get up, I see the clothes on the dresser, then I work out. Be deliberate and intentional, okay, when you're thinking about this stuff. What is it you want and what will it require? This needs to be very specific. What we're looking for is the doing, the action of becoming, of creating habits that empower us. So my motivating force wasn't the workout at the gym. My motivating force was the energy to golf, <laughs> the energy to do the things I wanted to do during the day without the degree of pain that I was in. When I wrote my first book, my motivating force wasn't to write the book. It was to be an author, to become an author. I want a career, not one book, right? Get clear on what you want and who you are, and it will become easier to identify the behaviors and the habits that will support that. And that brings us to the Simply Start segment. Today, just take a deep breath, sit back with a notepad and a pen or sit at your keyboard, whatever, however you want to write this down, and drop a list of things that you want in your life. Not what you don't want, not what you have to get rid of, but the things you want. Would you like to have more communication in your relationship? Uh, would you like more time with your friends or more time to yourself? What are the things that you would like? And, and just play a little bit. Now pick one of those things and figure out why. Why that thing? Why that behavior? Why that feeling? What is it you're craving? And what can you do right now to satisfy that craving? Choose one repeated action that you can do every day to satisfy that craving for this quality that you want that will help you elevate your life. And what will you get from that response? What is the reward? How will you feel? What will you do? I have a friend who's wanting to write and she is laying the habits in place right now to be a writer. And that requires her to sit down every day of the week and spend some time writing. And some days, believe me, you just don't feel like doing that thing. Whatever it is, you don't feel like doing that thing. So this is when it's important that we have a response that becomes a habit. You go to the same place and you sit down to do the writing. And the reward at the end is that you have these written pages and the satisfaction of knowing that you did the hard thing. Simply start. Pick one thing you want to add to your life. A new thing to try. Something new to learn. A way to improve your physical or emotional health. And write down the response to that. How you're going to do that. And then take on the if-then behavior. Get real about the obstacles you might face that could keep you 
from responding, from getting your reward, and create if-then statements. If my family is ordering pizza and I want to eat more fruits and vegetables, then I will order vegetarian pizza. If it's Tuesday, then I will write. If I'm feeling tired at the end of the day, then I will call a friend to meet and hang out and do something fun. So that you have a game plan when these obstacles come into play, when you do feel tired, instead of reaching for that glass of wine or that gallon of ice cream. When you start adding in these kinds of habits, these things that elevate our experience, the not so positive ones drop away. As I worked out more, I began eating healthier. I ate much less junk food. And those things kind of circled around each other until I created a healthier quality of life. I've seen that happen with writing. I've seen that happen with relationships. When you start to create a little more of what you want in your life, things tend to snowball a little bit and pull in more positive energy. And pretty soon you have all this momentum around creating the life you want. And that's great. That's where we want to be. That feels good. That feels empowering. And it allows us to layer on more successful strategies and more positive feelings and connections that really create the life we're after. This is so hopeful, isn't it? I mean, this is doable. And people, seriously, I say it every week, but if I can do this stuff, you can. It started with a very simple little habit. And that brings us to the Simply Nifty section because something I love about listening to my podcast at the gym are my wireless earphones. I am so not kidding. I used to be linked into my phone, which was up on the exercise bike, and I'd always like turn my head and the phone would fall off and the speakers, the earphones would come out and it was just a mess. I love my wireless headphones. I'm not going to recommend a band. This is not an ad, but get yourself some wireless headphones and I think they are simply nifty. Now, what are you going to do today to elevate your life by deliberately creating habits to help? Think about it. Get started. Check in with me. Let me know what you're up to. You can find me at www.imperfectspirituality.com or tweet me at P.L. Campbell. Thank you for listening. I think forming habits to help us is a great way to live well, do good, and be happy. Tricast.